What's good, everybody? This is Kevin, the back with my tea of the day. This is season two, episode 15. Like, thank God for rocking with me for so long. Like, I'm at almost 7,000 plays so far. And that's amazing. Thank y'all for really listening. Thank y'all for supporting. Thank y'all for telling a friend and listening all over the world. Like, it is amazing to know that my podcast is reaching people. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Like, it's unbelievable. And really just thank y'all for letting me have a voice and talk my shit and really help me get out of my comfort zone. Because I started this to become more of an extrovert little. But I'm always going to have introvert in me. But at least be able to really talk to people and just not be afraid to just talk. If you know what I mean. So, let's get into some current events. Like, what's been happening in the social media and that celebrity world. First topic I definitely want to dive into. Let's get into The Real. So, as you know, The Real is having some drama. Again, I haven't watched the show, to be honest, in a few years. I'm going to say about a good two years. Like, I might see clips here and there, but, like, actively watching it? Yeah. I'm going to say, like, two, two, three years for now. And for me, like, they lost me because I felt like, as much as I did not like Tamar on the show, I felt like she was needed on the show to have more of an unbiased opinion, to really make it like not so corporate America type talk show. And I felt like after she left, it became that. And I just didn't like the shadiness behind Tamar getting fired. Whether it was her fault or their fault or all of their faults. I definitely believe, like... I want to say I don't believe that Lonnie got her fired. However, I do believe that they knew before she got fired. Whether they had a hand in it, I don't know. And it is what it is. So... I also stopped kind of watching it because after Tamar left, I mean after Tamara left, that was it. Because I was only watching the show for Tamara, to be honest with you. Because that's the, the press race on news, this is the sister, Tim Tamara, like, how could you not? So I watched the real because of her. And then I fell in love with the other ladies as time went on. But then I definitely noticed how kind of fake and unreal they was being. Like, I felt like at a point of time, they was friends. Granted, they they did did birthday parties, they did holidays together, they did a lot of stuff together. And they got to know each other's face and the bringing the show up phase, like, I'm quite sure that happened on screen and off the screen. But then it was like a switch. And 
if I'm not mistaken, I believe Adrian said recently in an interview that they were co-workers. And this is even before the drama of what happened happened. So, if one person is saying that, how are you getting mad when another person says it? That's what I'm just confused with. So if you haven't noticed, or don't know, Gina just got married to um, Young Jeezy. And they had a COVID, quote-unquote, safe wedding. And the ladies of the rail were not invited to this COVID safe wedding because she wanted, or they both wanted, to just have people who they both knew as a couple. And who she knew and who he knew had to know both of them together, basically. So a lot of people were cut out of that ordeal because... I guess the, the ladies of the world didn't really take time to get to know Jeezy and vice versa. Like, they probably talked talk here and there, but it wasn't like an instant connection where you really cared to get to know Jeezy or whatever that case is. So, with saying that, then someone said, made a, a tweet or a statement on how Jeezy's been mistreated and we see that and we don't like it and even, you know, brushing side stuff off and XYZ and supposedly Jeezy liked that, that um, comment. Do I believe Jeezy liked it? I don't know. But at the end of the day, I do feel like there are times that they were harder on Jeannie. I guess one, because she's been in the the industry longer than a lot of them in terms of like media and in terms of fashion and stuff like that so she brought a lot to the table I don't think they utilized her enough to bring all that she knew to the table in my opinion and so basically Gina came out with like well she didn't fully say but it made it seem like year bigger just co-workers at this point and with knowing that, it's like, I already felt like the rail was going to end. I just didn't know when. But it seemed like it's going to be ending soon. Because how could we really just sit here and act like there's not tension? And then they're not going to discuss on national TV what's going on with the logistics behind the scenes or how they really feel. But if people are, cast members are saying that they're just friends. Something happened. There was a hiccup. And I don't know if the hiccup was when Tamara left. Because Tamara, in my opinion, was the glue for the show. She was the most real and authentic part of the show. You might not have always liked what she said. Or how she said it or that. You know, the interracial thing or whatever your issue could have been with Tamara. But she was the realest on the show. And without her, the real left. And they tried to make it even more real. More pro-black. Because they were trying to do that now. And Amanda was too black for her, for the show. And you can't water that down. Because she's black till she dies. And you can't water that down. At all. So, I hope that the show ends on a, on a good note, per se, if that's even possible. 
to the next to the next one. Let's get into Miss Wendy getting dragged by not one reality star, but two. So Miss Wendy Williams unfortunately was caught in a crossfire with Miss Jocelyn Hernandez, who had a motherfucking time that day, and Miss Erica Mena. So with Jocelyn, it was an interview, an online, you know, Zoom interview type of thing, and Miss Jocelyn was not here for anything Miss Wendy had to say. So Jocelyn just came off swinging. Like, she was playing on games, but she wanted to read Wendy for both. And Wendy became over it, as she should have. Because it was a time and a place, and that was not the time and place, and that, that wasn't the way you should have handled it. Because, yes, Wendy said some fucked up shit. We already know that. But that's her job. Her job is not to empower women. Her job is to tear them down. In a nice way, when she wants to. If she likes you, it's a nice way. If she does not like you, she's dragging you for both. I mean, notice about Wendy. Like, this is just who she is. That's her character, and that's her job. So, at the end of the day, like, you came in swinging without even asking, okay, so why did you say this? Why did you say that? You just want people to give you your flowers. And here's this thing. You haven't done enough for you to get flowers. Yes, you have your own show, but you made it seem like you was pulling big numbers. Yes, you're on an all-black network. And we'll get to that all-black network soon. But you're not pulling out, pulling up numbers like that. And your show is very... Love and hip-hop ass. Like, you're supposed to be helping these girls get out of the club or make money. I don't even know the previous of the, the show. I'm kind of confused. But you have women coming there on the show who just had two abortions. Other people making fun of it saying double homicide. Like, I cannot. It's the ghetto. And I'm just confused. So I'm confused what flowers you want. Because it's not like you do music like that. And when you try to put out music, we see where it does not go. So, and you haven't done enough reality TV to be named like a New York or a Tammy Roman. You'll get there soon. Absolutely. You put in a lot of work to become like a villain aspect. Uh, reality TV, like someone that we have to watch. We hate watching but we have to watch because we don't know what the fuck to expect from you. Which is great. But that's it. So, I don't know what she exactly wanted from Wendy. But I don't think that was, like, the right direction. Especially if, since you're not getting that many interviews, you really probably fucked up your only interview. Your only place to be interviewed at, at this point. Because quite as a camp, Wendy's not going to <laughs> offer that invitation again to you. She's not. So, just know that. You fucked up your chances. And that's it. And the second person she got dragged by was Miss Erica Mena. Miss first reality TV, Love and Hip Hop star, New York. And when they were talking about, okay, so, you know, Erica Mena decided to 
her and um, Safari decided to let us know that, you know, they're expecting baby number two. And she pretty much said, like, okay, so who pays attention to them? That's not, it's, it's, it can be considered shade, but who pays attention to them? And wasn't so about to get a divorce. Because that's what y'all put out. So she wasn't trying to be shady. She was saying what it is. Saying what's already out there. Like, y'all said you were going to get a divorce. And now y'all popping up on my screen. And you about to get burned. Make it make sense. Like, if y'all don't want us to criticize or look at y'all for anybody saying that y'all about to have a kid. Then don't put that out there when your marriage is on the rocks. And that's the truth. But I recommend this hired to make it seem like, oh, she's minding my business and come over here so I can beat your ass. Because clearly your baby father didn't do a good enough job. And domestic violence is never something to joke about, never something to toy about. That was something to whip or piss to whip or belittle someone over who's dealt with that. Because that's terrifying. Like, you're re-victimizing them all over again. That's not cool. And I'm not surprised that Erica Mena said that because Erica Mena is who she is. She's always been a firecracker. She's always been about the mouth. She's always been about the actress. She's just always talked. And in this case, that's the problem. In this case, like, you would never be able to interview on her show either. And I'm sorry, like, Wendy has guests. Like, Wendy has lots of guests. And she helped a lot of you girls who's all love and hip-hop find a spot to be interviewed at. Because no one else is interviewing you because they can't get the security or the people to want to deal with you. So by you re-victimizing her, bringing that up, and then for you to have been victimized as well, doesn't make sense. How will you say you'll beat her ass when you dealt with domestic violence firsthand from your first baby father? Make it make sense. Because at this point, it's, it's just cornery. Like, I just, I don't, I can't. (sighs) Make it make sense. So, I was on the tip with the ghetto-ness of um, Jocelyn's show, right? So, let's get into Zeus, the network itself. Zeus is a a black-owned network. And carries, you know, um, Jocelyn's um, cabaret. And then it's supposed to host um, Baddies Atlanta. So this is like some of the bad girls. Some of the girls from the Bad Girls Club. And they're creating their own show. Residing in Atlanta. So like some of the baddest girls off the Bad Girls Club. So Tanisha, Natalie... And some other girls. I don't know. And I'm confused how this is a black network 
doing this to black people. So now we can't even blame the network, making it seem like they're throwing dollars in front of our face for us to act fucking fools. We doing it on our own. We doing it for fucking free. Because the fucking people that I've seen with, I was fucking disgusted. Like, telling people to square up, we just fight and just to fight for what? So, this is like, this is VH1 all over again. Like, VH1 was criticized heavily for the content that they put out. And yes, it's great TV, yes, you'll be drawn into it, yes. You might not like women fighting, but it's just something about it that just draws you to that. It's not just a like guilty pleasure. It's something that you shouldn't be watching, but you can't stop watching kind of thing. And it's sad that we're still depicted that way. And we're depicting ourselves in that light. We gotta do better. We have to have some type of positivity. We have to do better. Last current event. I want to congratulate my babies. June's Diary for coming out with the newest single Maniac and when I say it is a motherfucking hit it is a hit like every song that they put out has been good but this tops it on a whole nother motherfucking level and just the way that they sung the way that Gabby and Crystal rapped it was just food for my soul. I'm happy that Crystal produced the song. And every girl on the in the group is going to produce a song. So we got four more songs coming up. Hopefully before the album drops. Hopefully we're going to get our first album from Drew Diary. My thing is I need more from you. I love you. I love everything that you do. I love everything that you're putting out. But if you're putting up single projects, solo projects, or projects with your husband or XYZ, you have time to put out projects with the group. Like, yes, it's COVID, but I'm sorry. If y'all really want this to work, y'all gonna have to find time. You're gonna have to really put in the work and do covers and do this and, like, be visible on social media. Like, yeah, like, the side stuff, the side gigs is probably helping put in more funding for the group, which is great. But the group needs to be the main focus. Because once we start hitting other people's voices before we even get a first album, we're not going to want it. And that's just honest honest got true. And we want it. We're rooting for you because we know that y'all are beyond talented. And we're just upset and we're just disturbed how they're not giving you the fucking light of day. Thank you, Escape for saying the name of one of the, the, the groups to look out for and basically naming them with the greatest groups that ever ever happened for females. Thank you for doing that last night. That was amazing. However, I, I need more consistency. We need a project. Like, y'all been out since what? I want to say 2017, 2018. And that's 2021. And you haven't had a, a, a project. You haven't had an album. You had projects. But you have not had an album yet. I'm just trying to figure out why. Like, we need an album. But, 
let's continue to support them. Let's continue to wait because I already feel like it's going to be beyond what we've ever expected them to do. So I'm here for the ride, boo boo. Like, I'm a June bug for life. And I'm here for it. I also want to thank the Barbs for giving Nikki another number one on iTunes. Thank y'all for doing that streaming party for LLC. We made motherfucking history. We broke some motherfucking records on her off year while she's taking care of Papa. Like, minding her business, working, because she's working. Let's, let's be clear. She's about to come back out with this fire. And y'all not gonna know what the fuck you do. And she's gonna uh, gather, gather her son to fuck up. Because it's cute that girls is using her fucking line, but don't got no motherfucking sons. Like, go sit somewhere. And continue to be carbon copy. Continue to be less than. And I'm sorry, but the industry is what the industry is about Nikki. Like, Nikki gave us that verse 17. Nikki gave us those, her bars. Her bars and her lyrics. And I'm happy that we have people like Bobby Foster and others deciphering her bars for us. Telling us the meaning. Because a lot of us just hear it like, oh, okay. That was simple. No, boo-boo. Like, she just gave us a double, triple, quadruple, contend- um meaning to that. Like, her metaphors, her squat metaphors always goes over people's heads. Front lines have flow. It's immaculate. Like, those fucking word plays is just... Come on. But she's the bad guy. I want to give everyone else stuff that was supposed to be given to Nikki, but... Nick is solidified and it's okay. But I'm happy that she's about to come back out with this fire. And I just can't wait for this docu-series. Hopefully we get more episodes and hopefully it's just as heartfelt as I know it's going to be. And I just need this hour to be just perfect. Last but not least, I've been seeing stuff in the news about Miss Chloe Bailey. And how... I guess from her ex and how she's not really sexy and how she doesn't put out with XYZ. Like, first of all, you're being motherfucking catty. For what reason? Because she moved on and you're not with her because you cheated on her? She didn't want to put out because you cheated on her. She didn't want to put out because you're, you were the fast ass. Like, you're saying your dick from north to west. So, calm it down. Secondly, I'm happy that they have two separate Instagram accounts. I'm happy that we're getting to know them as two separate entities. What I'm not happy about is new music coming out solely. I'm not ready for that, and I don't want that. Because once that happens, then you're going to separate them. And I don't know if your sisters themselves can handle it. And not for nothing, putting the pressure on her being the next fiance is a lot of pressure. Yes, absolutely, she would probably be the, the best pick to be the next anyone or to be herself. Because she is extremely talented. But I feel like what her and Hallie have together is magical. And there's nothing that can defeat that. There's nothing that can make her bigger than the group. Because Hallie's just as important as Chloe. Hallie is just as needed in the music industry as Chloe. And they are needed together as a duo. Not solely. I don't 
see solo artists from them. Yes, they can give us solo projects if that time needs to happen. But it's only been two albums. And she's not, they're not going to break up. I refuse to put that into the atmosphere. And I refuse for y'all to put that into the atmosphere. Yes, we love Chloe just like... Yes, I love Chloe just like everyone else does. However, I don't need them to be open up. I don't need it and I won't tolerate it. And... I don't feel like her being sexy or her... Really living in her body and really loving her body now... Is... A ploy or something that she's just using to be more marketable. I feel like she's growing up as a grown ass woman. Like she's in her early twenties, and usually, that's what that's what females and males do. We are obsessed with our bodies. We love how our bodies is growing into ourselves, and everything like that. And I think that was it for current events. And I guess last but not least, of course, um, understand that not every trans woman is the same. I say that to say this. There are trans women who are okay with you misgendering them by you calling them a man, by you saying he and him. Those are some like few who I don't personally understand because in my opinion, you're pushing the whole... You're pushing every trans woman back a million years by you doing that. Whether it's because you don't want to fight with them or because you don't want to have to continuously correct people or because you just don't give a fuck or because you don't really feel like you're trans and you feel like you're just a man in a dress and that's not the case. Without you, example, playing my role. Example, Caitlyn Jenner. These are women who are allowing people to misgender them, who are putting it into the atmosphere that it is okay that I am a man, that you call me a man. It is, it's okay that you call me a him. It is okay. I can, like, it's okay. But that's not politically correct. Like, that may be your truth, or maybe that's how you live, but by you doing that, that's setting every other um, trans woman back. And I hope you understand that. And Caitlin is running for, what, governor now? And she put out a statement saying how trans women should not play sports because it's an unfair advantage. But when you're not trans, when you play in sports, you might not have fully transitioned, you might not have fully lived into your womanhood, but at the end of the day, you transition when you transition because you succeeded in the Olympics, you succeeded in sports as Bruce, and you're being recognized as Bruce. You got Woman of the Year because of who Bruce was, not because of who Caitlyn is. So let's be clear crystal clear about that. So when you make statements like that and by you being a Republican by you being pro 
anti um, trans. How did that work? You're trans, but you're against trans. I don't get it. But thank y'all for listening to Kimi with the C's channel. This was season two, episode 15. Thank you for listening. Laters.